hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we value your time. We appreciate you. Uh, we are glad you are choosing to spend a few minutes with us. Today, I want to talk about rights. There's, a, in, a, in a world where there is a lot of entitlement, the idea that I can do whatever I want, it's really important to understand where that runs into a wall, a limitation, right? We, we, we can think of this most simple examples, something like uh, driving down the road. You have the right to drive down the road. If you have a license, if you do not, you do not have the right. That doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you don't have the right to do it. There's other examples. I want to talk to you not about specific examples today. No, today I want to hit how do we determine what your rights are and are not? And in the, in the United States, I'm talking primarily to Americans here because in America, we have a framework for this. It started with the Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. That's the way it was written. It says, specifically, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now, some of you are going to be like, well, right there, no, no, no that's sexist. Uh, like, don't get caught up in that crap right now. We're talking about rights and negotiating rights, okay? We can come back to that, you know, the, the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. They're sexist. They're racist. They're these things. We'll have that debate later, all right? If you have those questions or concerns, by all means, respond to me. But what I'm going to tell you here today is really important psychological information. It's for you to learn how to see the world in a way that will make it more accurate. It's a way of taking off uh, blinders and, and putting on glasses that help you see clearer, right? You can see the leaves. You can see the needles on the tree. You can like, it's just, it's just clearer. It's more accurate to what you will encounter when you get up close and you touch it and you feel it and you experience it and stuff like that. That being said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, rights, there's that word, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. Okay, so that's a political look at the rights, right? You know, that's the, the, the laying of the foundation of government. I'm going to give it to you psychologically, but I'm telling you, this has been ingrained in the, the way in which is is going to guide you toward a more healthy, relational, uh, less crazy experience of your day-to-day -day with other people, okay? So hang in there. We're looking at rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What does that even mean? Why would they even say those things? You know what? 
they say those things because number one, we have the right to live. Like dying is, you know, it's something that's coming. But while we're here, shouldn't we be able to breathe, eat, sleep, exercise? Shouldn't we be able to, I don't know, uh, decide if we want to walk or sit, drive or fly? Like these, these are things about life that, that we have decision-making power. Liberty is that idea of freedom. The idea that if it's not explicitly on a no list, then it is assumed to be an option. And there are lots and lots and lots of things on the no list. So there are already limitations. Okay. How are those limitations determined? With that, for those of you who are following along, I'm going to take you to a, a little image. If you're on Rumble or YouTube, you're going to get to see this. This image that you are about to see, it's highlighted in the middle, right? If, like, we're going to break it down to the most fundamental psychological experience, okay? The, the, the pair, the you and the me. Wherever it is clear on this image, this for those of you who are not able to visually see this, I have two circles that overlap in the middle. This imagery is used a lot in business. It's used a lot in a lot of things, let's be real. But that overlapping middle section is highlighted in yellow. So the clear spots, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't spend time, energy, and resources debating and discussing those. Or when we do, we are actually distracting from what we should be discussing. Why? Because the yellow stuff in the middle, the part that's highlighted yellow, where it's overlapping, where your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness interfere with my rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is the only area of concern. So if I, if, if I could, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it right now because it's not super easy to do in this format. Maybe it is. Um, but what I would do is erase the, uh, the circle moving out. Okay. The circle, like the, that's, that's clear. I would get rid of all of that and only focus on the yellow space. Why? Because that's the only place your stuff interferes with my stuff. This, folks, is how we determine, hopefully, how we determine things like laws and ethics. It's where your rights begin and my rights are still present. If I'm there and your rights begin, we then have a friction point. It's a hot spot. Okay. In that hot spot, for those of you who have the image, thank you for following along on Rumble and YouTube. But the, the middle section is the greatest concern because where your rights and my rights intersect, that friction spot, we have to do something. It's something very critical that we are, for whatever reason, not super great at sometimes. We have to establish relational interventions. What does that mean? That means... We have to negotiate. 
we have to boundary set. And this is particularly difficult when it's safety-oriented interference. For instance, for me to live means for you to die or vice versa. That's a really hot friction point because at that moment, a choice has to be made. Do I live and you die or do you live and I die? And how do we determine that? That's the the hottest friction point. Uh, For instance, there are people in in the Middle East right now, uh, Gaza with Palestine, uh, Hamas uh, with Israel and, and their military who are really, in some ways, truly experiencing the I live, you die, or you live, I die concept. That is the, the, the most difficult friction spot. And yet, boundaries have to be established in order for me to respect your life and you to respect my life. In order to do that in those hottest of friction spots, we have to negotiate. And sometimes that negotiation is done with words. And in some cases, like what's going on in the Middle East right now, it's done via actions. Because really, your options, your options at that point are words. So you, you got your verbal, your paraverbal, right? Those are words and tone, volume, cadence. Then you've got your behaviors, which is your actions. If somebody sits in front of me in the clinical world, uh, they sit they sit here in my office and they tell me things like, mm, I tell the truth. But then they routinely come in and they're telling me how many lies they told during the week. What speaks louder, the words or the actions? Of course, it's the actions. Right? We're going to believe the nonverbals before the verbals 99% of the time. Or at least we ought to, because it's more difficult, not impossible, but it's more difficult to lie in your behavior and your nonverbals than it is to lie with words. I can sit here and tell you all day long, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. But every time you come in and I hug you and I, you know, and I tell you how wonderful you are, which one is it? Exactly. It's so obvious, folks. And so in that middle zone where those frictions occur are words, our verbals, and our nonverbals, which is our behaviors, our paraverbals, our tone volumes and cadence, our affect, as a lot of clinicians might say, have to align and speak one message. If I tell you I love you, it's my responsibility then to show it as well with my nonverbals. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. I'm not believable. So when we negotiate that space, this is why, unfortunately, we have these really challenging conflicts that end up in literal death, right? Where your life could mean my death or my life could mean your death. 
And all of a sudden we have this friction point and we don't negotiate with words. We default to behaviors. If your life means my death, then I have no choice. That's the way it's touted. I have no choice but to take your life because to do anything else would mean inevitably I'm going to die. So where do my rights and your rights clash when we encounter that? We also need to know what to do. So when, when we notice not most, most clashes, let's be real. There's, there's, there's really only a, 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 a two reasons we set boundaries. Number one is for safety. When it's a life-threatening situation, they're the most difficult, okay? Because both parties are going to work to conserve their life if they're even somewhat reasonable, all right? So those are the most difficult, so safety. The second reason is comfort. Most of those things in the overlapping category are comfort-oriented. When we encounter a comfort issue. There's there's really only a couple of things you got to do. One, come to the table to negotiate. Okay? You got you got to show up to the negotiation. If you don't show up, then your comfort becomes irrelevant by your absence, okay? So that's why I from a clinical lens get frustrated when politicians don't show up to vote on things or when they say president because it's it, you got to show up. You got you gotta formulate a a a, a being. You've got to be present, but not just say you're present, but present in behavior, words, it's all gotta align. To say you're present, duh. But to be present, it's like the difference between uh you know having a movie on in the background and sit sitting and intentionally watching a movie. There's a very different experience. So we got to be present. So show up. The second thing, when we, when we show up into that space to negotiate, we have to have some idea of who we are and why we're uncomfortable. Okay. If we don't know ourselves going into that situation, our boundaries are going to suck. And when they follow the boundary... They actually respect it. We're going to actually get something that we didn't want because we didn't understand ourselves. So you got to know yourself. You just, that's, that's plain and simple. You got to know who you are. You got to know what your agenda is. Like, oh, I, you know, I believe these things morally, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, for example. When it comes to government, like outside of that, like, I mean, we can negotiate elsewhere. So we gotta we gotta have an idea of who we are and what we what we're going for. Okay. We've got to keep an open mind to the idea that there might be a better idea. That doesn't mean I cave in and give up my morality, my who I am. When it's a comfort issue, though, the possibility exists that you might have a better idea than I can come up with. And if your idea is better and I'm closed because I know exactly what I want and I'm not open to the idea of negotiating at all, 
Well, that's a problem. Okay. So we got to go in there with the idea that we we may come we may come up with even a better idea. They they may come up with one, but so might we. We may come up with something better than we thought before we got there. Then negotiate in good faith. Right? In the in the in law they talk about that all the time. In good faith. In good faith. Meaning negotiate with the idea uh, that I'm not trying to get one over on you. I'm trying to meet my comfort and see if there is a mutual comfort we can come to. And the vast majority of these friction points have a mutual comfort spot, a place where you can be comfortable, maybe not as comfortable as you want to be, but still comfortable. And I can be comfortable, maybe not as comfortable as I want to be, but still comfortable. And so negotiate in good faith, looking for a way to find the middle space that allows you to have your rights and me to have my rights. Right? If we can find that mutuality spot, that's always going to be the better option. And then... Here's the tricky part. If we cannot, cannot find a mutual comfort place, then we have to remain open to seeing the broader picture of what is best for most. This is where we get that systems thinking. And this is this is a pretty sketchy place to go. I'm not going to lie. Because when we're talking about psychology, that means there is a point at which we may have to choose my life, your death, or your life and my death. There is a place where that could occur when it's a safety zone issue. But most, remember most of these friction places are about comfort, not safety. And I tell you that again, because most of these can be solved without any behavioral violence. My hope is that this helps you paint the picture of where your rights end and my rights begin or my rights end and yours begin. I know I didn't give you a specific answer and some of you are going to be annoyed by that. And to that, I say, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Why? Because it means you found the right spot. That place where where you have to wrestle with, oh, crap. I have to come up with solutions. I have to come up with ideas. I have to be open to solutions. And I have to be open to ideas. If you're in that little frustrating spot of like, Jeremiah, you didn't give us any answers. Then that means I gave you the right process. And if I gave you the right process, apply it and see if answers start to come up. If you encounter that friction point and you ask somebody, hold on, time out. If you do this, what it means to me is this. Is there a better option? 
And they say, well, uh, you know, that doesn't bother me if that happens. Does it bother you? And you're like, yes, it bothers me. Open your mind. Find a solution where both might have some mutual comfort in a, in a solution, in that middle zone. This can be applied to anything from things like genocide to abortion to I like the toilet paper up, you like it down, let's negotiate. What's your level of comfort? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, the discomfort it causes me is about a two out of 10. Well, the discomfort it causes me is like an eight out of 10. Can you give me this win? And later on, if you, we, if the roles flip-flop, I'll negotiate something away, you know, that, that, you know, maybe is a two for me and an, and, and an eight or a 10 for you or something like that. Great. That's called mutuality. That's where negotiations happen. And this is uber, super relational. That means you got to take the time to get to know one another. Know what's a two for me and a 10 for you. Well, I can't do that if I don't know what a two and a 10 is for myself. You see how I rolled it back? All right. That's what I got for you today. I hope this is helpful. I hope this, you know, of course, will take you, you to the next level in terms of your ability to function at a higher level. I know rights can get really tricky, but negotiating that overlap is as simple. It starts off at least as simple as do you know me and do I know you? starts off that simple and that can play out we can do it at groups social groups you know groupings um but it gets trickier that way so think of it like this and let me know what your thoughts are i appreciate you joining us and i hope you have a wonderful day hey everybody thanks for listening we appreciate our audience a lot, so we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms, but you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com, or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.